So you know how history always vindicates Howard Michael Kramer? I've heard that. You've heard this? Have you yeah. heard tell? Run tell that. So remember the other day when uh, we were talking about me doing it, being established background on All American season five. Yeah, yeah, I got five of those. And yeah. how I had, uh, forgot to mention it once again, once again. Recurring. I've been established in the yeah, newsroom. Yeah, I'm recurring in the newsroom on All American season five, and you know season four too. But who's counting? And uh, I was talking about it. And you're like, what the fuck? You never told me, et cetera, et cetera. I was kind of, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was having a little fun talking about my booking. Shortly after you left. I get my call time. <laughs> Five thirty AM. Long Beach? No. Warner. Okay. Burbank. Five thirty AM, dude. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's you would rough. think you you establish a relationship with a brand, that brand being the CW's all American. You'd think they'd show you a little bit of respect. Usually my call time's eleven, if that. Sometimes now you're later. Why you got hired. Five thirty AM, my guy. Wow. And that's it. When it's a situation like that, it's not even that you got to wake up at four. It's the fact that holding is uh, outdoors. Oh, yeah. You'd be and I'm telling you, <laughs> it's fucking dark. It's fucking cold. Happened to be kind of rainy this week. And it happened to be a little rainy this week. Yeah, we, we got a little uh, little droplets walking to and from. Oh, yeah. Also, they wouldn't like drive us. to. So you got to walk across the entirety of like the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah. To fucking get oh <laughs> to God. get to where we're shooting, five thirty a.m. I had to get there yesterday. They don't use me in anything until noon, my guy. No, that's I'm in one scene, one scene, walking down a hallway, pretending to look at my phone, and then that's it. And then I go home. Wow. They broke us before lunch, Kramer. That part's good. What's wrong with that? Being done by noon. What's wrong with that? No lunch. What do you mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, Though I have to say, there's this uh, this wait, kid... Wait, so I'm vindicated how? Because you had to show up at 5.30? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying there's a downside to becoming recurring background on a CW show. That downside being having to be at the Warner Brothers lot. 5.30. I probably woke up Camera earlier ready. than you that day. Camera ready, mind you. Oh, you do your own makeup? <laughs> yeah, I have like uh, I have one little like container of concealer that's probably like four years old at this point. Then I'm just like, all right, I'll throw them a bone, cover like up some, some of the adult she acne. Couldn't flip on eBay, yeah. it was like half used. <laughs> Let's uh, yeah, just just throw a little patina over the adult acne and uh, hope they don't say anything. It's Congrats all good. on that. Thank you so much. How about that you're getting employed with an adult acne? I mean, that shows your acting skills right there. You're acting right through it. Exactly. Congrats on that. Well, you know, the the best way to look at adult acne is in soft focus. Things are HD now. <laughs> Were you cranky in the scene? No, no, no. I was. Uh, I think my action, or our action, really, because, you know, it's a community... It was that uh, some sort of bad news had broken, and we were all just... Kind of bummed out. Or we were... It it had broken in the newsroom, so everyone's, like, on their phone. They're, like, you know, like, we've just got reports that, uh, I don't know, the high school football team exploded or whatever. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Just general bad news. Just general bad news. They could have just said, hey, you're a teacher at a school in this era. Like, that's bad news already. (laughs) 
But I will say, there's this kid that's there. Uh, pretty much, I think every time I've done it, there's this kid that's there that just annoys the fuck out of me. You know, like, when you do background and someone designates themselves, like, alpha background, where it's just like, I'm going to tell all the other background people what's going uh, on. Yeah, yeah. You know I what get I mean? all the information they said go over here. Yeah. I, hey. I'm gonna, Ted said it go over here. Yes. They're they're the conduit from the PA to the people they, or whatever. They feel like uh like everybody in show business plays an important part mm-hmm. and they're gonna like it's almost like a virtual sign a virtue signaler. They're gonna show everybody on set they're on top of it. Yeah. They're gonna get the bump up to get the SAG voucher. And th- there was one woman yesterday where it's just she she asked for uh she asked for the call sheet. That's bad what news. The fu- yeah, guess what, Toots? I'll tell you what's on the call sheet. Not your fucking name. Yeah, exactly. No, you know. <laughs> you taking charge? Not anywhere on there. <laughs> this kid, uh, I guess he's from the south. He's what? Not only is he white, he's a ginger, and uh, but he's also don't, don't. Hey, he contains multitudes. He doesn't just do background. He's also an amateur rapper. And uh, he was talking to uh, this other guy on set yesterday. A guy who was uh, African American, and this fucking kid was talking about how he, when he, okay. So a lot of people will say white guys shouldn't get cornrows, and when I say a lot of people should say that, I would say most people say that. You're saying that, Gener- or this is the guy talking. No, well, I'm saying, well, I'm I'm setting up what happened. Okay. Okay. Would you be? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> A lot of people say white guys shouldn't get cornrows. That's appropriation. That's unacceptable, et cetera, et cetera. But in this kid's mind, and he was full on telling this to an African-American person, when he gets cornrows, it's actually uh, it's a sign of solidarity right. and respect right. for the African-American community. Cause he for knows the, for how, the culture of hip-hop. Exactly, because he knows how much uh, black people have to like deal with people giving them shit about right. their hair. So right. he's trying to normalize Oh, like when a kid rows. gets cancer and the dad shaves his head. <laughs> yeah! It's like, oh my God, thank you so much for your service, you dumb fuck. <laughs> but that's just, that's the beauty of background, you know? Yeah, there's always somebody see a lot who of people. is like, uh, Hear like I always just feel like, hey, we all do something else. Just be quiet, serve right. your time. This, <laughs> you're here. Emphasis it, on serve your time, yes. Can we just stay away from all that talk? Yeah. Let's just stay away from talk, period. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I can't help but notice no one else in this room is talking but you. Everybody else realizes it's 6 a.m. and they've got to look for a way out of the life they're stuck in. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was sitting around overhearing this fucking kid just thinking like, God, I hate this kid. And then smash cut to 15 minutes later when he, again, alpha background, comes in the room and is just like, uh, hey, I just want to let everybody know there's uh, there's paninis at Crafty. Oh, right Paninis on. at Crafty. And I was like, you know what? I'm on your side. Right. Boom. Put the jacket on. We all put the jacket on. Go downstairs. Oh, wait. You like this part. There's paninis at Crafty. Hell oh, yeah, right I up. want a panini at Crafty. Oh, then, then the guy is good. Make a decision. <laughs> Why can't we just say he contains multitudes? Okay, we could do Much that. like every single episode, of which this is one, of, uh, are you ready to, to say it? To say the name of the... <laughs> Grift Horse
Hey, speaking of containing multitudes. Yo, yo. Last night, Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas on Peacock. You know, I did, yeah. You're but you right. did see it. No, you're, you're, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, correct yeah. in assuming that I that. skipped my opportunity to uh, even really download Peacock. Well, that's when you missed a guy who's not used to being with a woman this old. Uh, when Dolly sang her duet with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> out on the park bench Not in front used of the mall. To being around an age-appropriate... Uh, Look at these action shots I took. These are great. They're both singing about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Wait, they're at a mall? Yeah, they're like outside. Of, this whole thing's real meta. Like, the whole thing starts where Dolly just gets the idea she's going to do a Christmas special. Mm -hmm. So she calls, like, a TV producer up. Oh, I'll just call my friend Mark that I produced all my specials with. And like she <laughs> says the names of them, Technicolor Dreamcoat and all that. ETC, that, ETC. That one ends real happy. But uh, yeah, so then it's all about how they're going to put together the special. We'll do this and we'll, then we'll get songs together. And then she just wrote a whole new batch of Christmas songs and stuff for kids. Prolific I mean, she's woman. unstoppable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So congrats on that. It was I like, great. She's fully replaced Betty White as uh, yeah, the, the beloved elder, and yet I feel like it's not elder abuse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, she deserves it. Whereas Betty was just like a, a media thing. Well, she was all, she was like a cardboard cutout of a human being that gained also sentience, like, yeah. really. And also, like they love her character on Golden Girls, whereas mm -hmm. Dolly's a real person. Correct. Dolly exaggerates, but she's real. Dolly goes into her hokey stuff, and it's like she knows it's hokey, and she knows that you know it's hokey, but it just all works somehow. But, but loudy, Miss Cloudy, in, let's just have a wonderful time with, with it. her. Yeah. Speaking of in on things, you want to get in on something? Yeah. Okay, here's the situation. You know, I'm obsessed with uh, buying stuff at uh, estate sale auctions now, right? Yeah. Okay, I've already made my money back on this, but. Let me just see what uh, the master... You would be the master of DVDs, really. Why are you uh, wearing your sunglasses indoors? In okay, the Vice Lord of DVD. It's actively raining outside. Why are you wearing sunglasses? All right, I just flipped them down. It's like you're starting a new segment. Okay. <clears throat> Different lighting. <laughs> you know, they do that on TV. I've already made my money back. I sold a... Uh, Actually, I think it was like, it looked like a DVD box set, but it was all CDs of uh, the autobiography of a yogi. 15 discs. Like a Read by Ben tape? Kingsley. Yes. Oh my God. So I've already made my money back, but I still have a big box. Let me get your thoughts on this. Wait, are you saying you bought DVDs at auction? I did. I bought this big crate. It was $5 total. For these DVDs? Mm-hmm. I've listed some of them. Uh, and again, sold uh, autobiography of Yogi. But we have like multiple yoga related DVDs. We have golf DVD. Like, what would you? What's your? I want to know your thoughts. Do I try and sell them individually? Do I make a yoga lot? Do I make a golf lot? A lot of weird, obscure titles, along with like sealed box sets of Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> which again are like pretty much fucking worthless at this point. We got like sealed box sets of like season seven of CSI and shit. <laughs> but then everything else is like some weird I've never heard of like religious thing or golf thing. Well, what would your idea be? I'm thinking a lot. Or do you, I mean, 
This is where I'm like asking you questions. You're the one who sells DVDs primarily. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm doing it like a, uh, like a mentor, like a you know, when you ask the student, like, well, what do you think? How would you do it? This is yeah. This is exactly what's happening right now. I'm doing that. Okay. I'm not just coming in and dictating. I'm leading you through the thought experiment. Okay, lead me. All right. Do you think it would be a, a good idea to sell a combo lot of golf and yoga? I do not think that would be a good idea, no. Okay. I think probably the person who previously owned these DVDs might be the only person on earth who liked golf and yoga. Well, I wouldn't say Usually that. people pick a side. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly don't think anyone on eBay is going to want both, is, is going to be buying on both of those subjects. No, no, no. I'm saying two different lots. I'm saying, should I individually try and sell the DVDs or should I make like a golf lot and then what a yoga lot? What would you do lot? if it was clothes or uh, tchotchkes Honestly, or it mugs? Honestly, de it depends because sometimes making a lot of clothing work, especially if it's vintage clothing, works better than trying to sell it piecemeal. When does it work better to sell it as a lot? Um... When you look for something individually and it seems like there's not a lot of interest in it. And what would happen if you applied that theory? <laughs> you got this shit-eating <laughs> grin on you. I'm sorry, I'm trying to engage you. Engage your do? fucking knowledge. Sell the yogurt and the golf, maybe a can of peanut butter with it. <laughs> you know a can of peanut butter would make it too heavy to ship, Kramer. We're paying twenty dollars to send you one can send of peanut, peanut butter. butter media, man. Also, why are we talking about? They don't sell peanut butter in cans. It's a jarred <laughs> item. I know. <laughs> hey, speaking of cans, what? Uh, uh, I guess to sum that up, I think you know the answer. Mm. When something can well, sell was... for more than six or seven profit, you kind of just sell it by itself. Well, I guess and then if what it I... can't, you throw it in a lot. Well, I was I was going to ask just from your cursory glance looking at these maybe would it even be worth trying that or should or do you want am I just giving you fodder for bottomless or should I take it to amoeba oh, I mean Oh, that's a different question. Oh my god. Who who should get all this worthless crud? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. What? This guy sidetracked my life for like a year and a half. Eckert Tolley. Eckhart Tolle or something. Eckhart Tolle, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Awakening in the now. I went so deep into this. This is the furthest out I went mentally. This predated Have a Summer. This this was like, there's cracks. I can no longer make believe I'm a regular person. Something's Some kind of obsession. Something's going on. And this was the beginning of it. And then it led to like, just kind of a mental withdrawal and then Have a Summer. <laughs> okay. But hey, thank you. This is great. Wait, so you're not going to answer my question? So now you're just accepting? Well, I got to list some of them. I mean, like I said, okay, so I paid $5 for the whole box. I sold Autobiography you're of a Yogi for profit, 15 And you've got to ring out another $3 before we give these to the place where they should go, where they belong. The place where they should go, that being Kramer's Garage, which already has fucking 4,000 sealed you don't know DVDs how, how in I it. I treat these things. I immediately, it's like an animal sanctuary at my place. Animal it's just sanctuary. like I take these in and I give them the love they're not getting. They, they're just work animals for you. For me, I see them as sentient <laughs> beings. <laughs> Look, man, 
Go for it. If you think you could make any money out of these, go for it. I mean, even if you sold these two together, I, I mean, nobody wants these. He's holding, by the way, two sealed Everybody Loves Raymond DVD box yeah. sets. Yeah. Which I think, wait, pick that up. Yeah, they have stickers a- on them from Amoeba. What did somebody pay at Amoeba for No, they them? didn't sell. Fourteen ninety nine. No, I mean, the person who... The person who's these used to be, they purchased this box set from Amoeba. Why didn't they open it? No, I'm. S- what? To prove to me that was purchased at Amoeba. Because it has an Amoeba sticker on it that prove says to me it was purchased. At some point, someone did. And they decided not to open it. Yeah. If it was given as a gift that nobody wanted, maybe. This, to me, just looks like runoff. It fell off a truck. Someone <laughs> didn't need it. fell off a it. truck. I mean, come on. Someone was digging behind. I wonder if we it's dig behind a, the dumpster got, of Amoeba. It's if we got, like, find magic marker across the sticker, which shows that it's like, you know, it's like the you know equivalent of a cutout. Like Wait, you might, you might need this just for... Uh your ephemeral purchases or ephemeral purposes i'm looking okay so it's the complete fifth season of everybody loves raymond look at this sticker they put on it includes the number three all-time fan favorite episode wow this is like passable lightweight entertainment level fucking it is a sticker though here's another thing they have, this is the first season and the fifth season. Yeah, you can't sell those together. Well, Nobody's going to fucking want that. Who was like, oh, I just want to watch two, three, and four. Here's the same deal with CSI. I mean, it's 40% off, so maybe, but... What were the CSI seasons that we have? Is it like seven and five or some shit? Seventh and sixth. Seventh and Well, at least that's sequential. Yeah, that's not going to sell for you. I, I'm oh, okay. so, I've, I've had Longmire season three, four, and five listed for months. <laughs> Nobody touches it. People just, for some reason, they don't go for... Like, I even think the first episode might sell, but just for super cheap. And then sometimes the last, later episode. Depends on the show. Have you... These are great. I'll take all... Yeah. Have you sold any uh, seals to Amoeba yet? Uh, those go for nothing. I, I sold them. I told you. I, I brought in like 40 seals um, from my oh, collection. Oh, when you originally yeah. got them? They wound up, they give you like 30 cents per. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it sounds like there's a mouse in the house. All this fucking rattling around in the little... Um, this is me. This is I don't just leave it. You know, I inspect it. See if it's got fleas. See if it's got mange. Oh bullshit! We got a live read here, dude. What's up? Just got an e- email from eBay. My listing was removed. Whoa! I can't. S- oh, I'm sorry. I can't sell a John Holmes DVD. Come what on. Does she listen to the show, guy? <laughs> I mean, I thought it would fly under the radar. Why? Because I looked in the history. Uh, other people have successfully sold John Holmes recently? DVDs recently on eBay. And you're the one who got caught. And I'm the one who got fucking caught. Because you've been caught. flagged before, probably. That's, pro- that's probably. Hey, where'd you get that DVD? Uh, actually, from Emily. Emily uh, was moving, and she gave me a bunch of stuff to flip. The day you went over there, I was like, see if she's got any DVD. Yeah, I don't think she's got any DVD. You want to, I can tell you exactly right now what she, what the only DVDs that were in there. There was that DVD. There's a Marie Kondo screener, which I've already listed. 
There's a sealed Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's been listed. So you didn't watch it. And uh, a DVD copy of Foxes, which I'm just keeping for myself, to be completely honest. Picture disc? I didn't actually look. What a fool. What a fool, he says. By the way, if you have a a Blu-ray copy of Foxes, that'll get you about 75 bucks. I've sold that before. Secretly, I guess. I hadn't heard about it. eBay says, please understand that you listed Eruption, John Holmes, Leslie Bovee, adult classic DVD. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which has been rated restricted by BBFC and not allowed on the site. Wow. Don't, rela- don't relist prohibited adult items. Well, I don't know. I guess, do you want this John Holmes DVD then? Be- since I can't is relist it, it? it's not fucking picture disc, dude. That's the thing. Let me see it. Okay. I mean, John Holmes, is, that's classic. I'm aware that it, I thought that it would have like so much cultural cachet or whatever that you could just list it. It's not just pornography. It's like, you know what I mean? It doesn't. There's no interpretations on eBay. <laughs> wow. Leslie Beauvais. The erotic explosion eruption. Multi-angle well, scenes. Well, let's see. Let, no, I'm, I'm, don't. He snatched it I'm away from me, it gang. Now. You've had months to read this. Month, days is the thing. It says on the front, basically, it's like a special edition, and it's got, there's like commentary from scholars. That's what I thought made it like not necessarily oh, pornography. Like I see what you're saying. Wait, what? Like it's a reissue with scholars? Or see, like, hosted by Jim Holiday, historian, director, author, and Hall of Famer Jill, Jill Kelly. They review and talk about all sex scenes. Wait, the guy is a historian? Is a historian. What's his other thing? Director, author, and what? Hall of Famer. That he's just a porn guy. He's just a porn guy who's now saying he's a DVD guy. <laughs> Did you work in this business? You should know some of this stuff. That was that was many moons ago, Kramer. All right. That's back when Hold I was up. employable. Pop and pop shot case. John Holmes <laughs> eruption. Is it picture disc? Let's find out. Pop. Pop. No. Absolutely not. No. That is a personal affront. I know. Yeah, I'll take it. Thanks. Put yeah. it in with the rest. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. You're taking the entire box, which I haven't combed through yet. It's just good luck with all that. My my lot of used golf DVDs. Like Go for it. Wouldn't somebody who plays golf be the kind of person that uh, doesn't stream? I mean, come on, man. It's possible. Give me I'm a break saying, here, dude. If I had a rare lemon and my friend was a lemon connoisseur, I wouldn't sit there and just try to squeeze it all right in front of him. You got enough out of the lemon. <laughs> you're, already, <laughs> you're already in profit. He's put, the, he's put the fucking shades back on, gang, in case you're wondering. I mean, just the amount of times that you just dangle things I absolutely want and don't acknowledge it. I mean, it's, it's, we're up, I think we're up in the double digits. Dub dub. I mean, it just happens. Time, like, you know what I mean? A month from now, I'm going to walk in here, there's going to be like a big Jaws thing, and you're just going to be acting like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot you're really into that. Oh, right. Two-syllable response. (laughs) Because I... Do do you notice that my responses are silent when I know that you're right? Ooh, I like that. I'm conceding to you. That's our first sample. I'm going to start putting that in every episode. You smash that fucking... Okay. Well, let's put this in the episode. I got a... Here's a little tip. 
How about that? How about that? What's up? Painter's tape, right? That blue tape. The best. Best stuff. Works great for shipping stuff. People that you mail your stuff to, they'll appreciate it when it's painter's tape instead of the heavy stuff. What if I told you there's a nice thing you can, or a, a household use for painter's tape that uh, would probably be helpful around this time of year? It's getting pretty cold, is it not? You're going to tape your under your door shut so wind doesn't come through you could tape around the window frame if you got old windows yeah i don't know if you have old no i guess you got newer windows at your place but this is for anybody that's like who like lives in an old ass place even like this window that i'm pointing at right here there's like a chunk out of it wow i just found out the other day and i don't know why i never thought about this yeah you just use painter's tape to go over the edges it'll insulate it so like drafts don't come in that's classy <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of, I mean, low key, it's not aesthetically displeasing. It's a nice shade of blue. Like two years ago, they put a new air conditioner in, and the guy like drilled in the wrong places, and he just threw that blue tape on top of it. Mm-hmm. I've been, it's been like that for like two years. <laughs> so like, we've established it is tenable. It's fine. It's a, it's so, it's like, a, yeah, like if that was duct tape. It would be like, ew, what is this place? Just something about painter's tape. It looks temporary anyway. Mm-hmm. If somebody came over, they figured it's just up there so you can paint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm down. And also, yeah, duct tape and also packaging tape. You put it on like a windowsill or whatever. It'll peel the tape off or it'll peel the paint off. Oh, painter's tape, you don't have to worry about that. doesn't take the paint off. Kaboom. I got some updates. You got some updates? Love to hear that. Shout out to Sally on Kiss My Griffs 176. She came in with some great DVD questions. Mm -hmm. It started me thinking maybe I can advance this thing to the next step as far as letting out information. Okay. Because her questions were great, and I had to think through those questions when I was starting this whole thing. If you weren't. Behind the paywall listening, basically Sally asked, it, asked, when does the gambit start paying off? When do we start yeah, selling? What will the market the be like? Et cetera, et cetera. Stuff. And yeah. I had to answer, yeah, I had to think through that stuff because I was like, this is way back when a lot of you thought that it was just a hoax, this whole thing. Before the birthing episode when everybody was like, is this going to pay off? Should I even be invested? It's just going to pull the rug out from under us. Mm. It's not something that I do. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't waste your time that way. I thought I had to think of all those things. Am I just a guy in Dragon Manor on too much sativa and this is all just wackiness? Or will this translate to the real world? Mm -hmm. A lot of Sally's questions were right on the money. Those were questions that needed to be answered. So shout out to her. And if I start to see that this is maybe a little bit of a wave, other people are getting interested. Howard, I'm out here in Albuquerque. Today I saw this. You know what I mean? Okay. If it's if it starts to be interest, then I can go into deeper levels of the game. That that's that. Okay. Also. <laughs> so I guess that's a watch what happens kind of thing. Moving on. All right. <laughs> I had inquired about beer cans. When do you think beer cans first came out? Remember? Yes. 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 I, I and think... we guess like twenties and thirties. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's the deal. 1935, they came out, but they had a cone top. It looked like an oil can, kind of like it was just a can, and then it like went concave, 
to the top. Interesting. Okay. That's because they couldn't. They hadn't figured out yet, like the skinny metal. And then there's something about the way that the inside of the can need to be like insulated a certain way. Okay. That took them another 30 years until like the mid 60s to when we got the pull tab. We didn't get the fucking pull tab till the 60s. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Or 63, I think. Okay. And then in 75, the modern, you know, where you you don't have to like throw the the little tab, tab away. Out. Yeah. So yeah, I was. To say like weed packaging, if you have weed packaging from the first five years of weeds legalization, that's like the same as having a beer can, a cone top beer can from 1935. I, I was going to say, I mean, that means right around the bend, I'd say maybe it'll only take 10 more years for uh, them to make a bag of weed that you can open on first try right, without right. having to fucking dig your fingers in, you know, without just having get to like scissors or something. Get, yeah, just giving knife. up and getting scissors. I'm with you on that. Hey, do you want to hear my connection to golf? I do. Okay. Have you ever heard of Harvey Pennock? No. Some of our listeners have. He's one of like the godfathers of golf. He's like a guy who was super old even in like the you know, 90s. Okay. But he like wrote the book on golf or whatever. So, turns out Austin, I didn't even really know this when I was there, but Austin's a pretty big golf center. Like, it's just one of those towns where a lot of people like go Like, there's to, a shitload of courses there and everything? I guess, which I don't get because it's so dried out there and so hot. I was like, why would anyone want to play golf here? But right. maybe they just go super early in the morning when it's, I don't know what the deal is. Tom Kite's from there. But he's a big guy, too. Okay. Anyway, Harvey Pennock, this old golf expert, turns out his nurse aide right before he died was the menace. Wow. How about that? Didn't know that. Yeah, she used to push him around in his wheelchair. <laughs> Harvey Pennock. <laughs> Unbelievable. Speaking of women in Kramer's life, this didn't even happen on air. This was last week when you were leaving. I had a pile of mags that I was like, I can't really sell these. Do you want any of these? What did oh, I, get? Yeah, what did yeah, I yeah. give you? Was oh, it yeah, like an Us Weekly yeah, from Us like Weekly. 2006 or some shit? Uh, I think it was a little earlier. than Maybe a little earlier. Maybe even earlier. I, I just hand him this random issue of Us Weekly from the early aughts. She goes, do you want this? I go, yeah, I want it. I used to, whenever we used to make my first CD with Matt Cooper, I always used to read his girlfriend, Alice, and now his wife. I used to read her Us Weekly. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I love leafing through Us Weekly. He fucking opens it. First, yeah. I think it was the first page you hit. Se second page. Second page you hit. It's an ad for, what was it, like some show about roller derby? Roller like girls. some reality show about roller derby chicks? Yeah, it was on uh, A&E. That it, was on A&E, Arts and Entertainment. Kramer just goes, yeah, he's dater. Boom. The woman in the ad. The woman in the ad. What Mandy. a small fucking world, huh? Yep. And then I told her the story. This is crazy. She was my girlfriend in Austin, pre-Austin stories. So... We're dating, but there was this crazy thing going on where we might get a show, might get a show, might get a show, and then the show fell through. Then I moved out here. I was out here for like eight months, and then this crazy miracle happened where the show was back on, so I moved to Austin. Mm -hmm. During that whole period, regular girl, working regular jobs, like waitressing and stuff, and it was just like this crazy thing was going on with me because I was a comic or whatever. Yeah. That whole thing ran its course. I moved out here, yeah, two, three years later. 
with a producer that I happen to know, this guy Gary Auerbach, who was friends with James Jones, who did Austin Stories. She got her own reality show from being a roller derby chick <laughs> in Austin. I mean, when I... That we both got our own dumb basic cable shows. Anything can happen. And hey, that's a... Make sure you, make sure you save everything, because you never know when it'll trigger a beautiful memory. Something I've discovered uh, in my travels pretty recently, there's a pretty big market if you come across a bag of old socks. Ew. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, never worn. I'm saying, no. like, if you cut, like, dead stock, like, from dead the stock socks. 60s, 70s, even 80s, and to some extent, the 90s, like... Like, like a, uh, just those striped just, sweat sock things? Or just any kind of socks. People love vintage fucking socks ah, for some reason. I think maybe because, like, there. American... Or because modern socks... Or just like Are they like so those bad socks comparatively they, or yeah, something? They, they, they got used to those socks. They can't get them anymore. It yeah. makes sense. I'm sure there's not hundreds of thousands of them, but enough to you could sell stuff. But it's one bit. of those things where it's like you wouldn't on spec just like or, you know, initially think just looking at a bag of old socks that it'd be worth anything. But actually, yeah, like I've sold a bag of socks from the 70s for 25 bucks. And they had labels on it. How did you know it was still new? Because it's like, you know, it's like in, it's still in the sealed bag. Got it. Like in a poly bag, you know, like a see-through bag. Yeah. But it looked, I was looking it up, like fucking like Hanes socks from the early 90s for some reason. God, If you find a so bag weird. of those, people buy them for like 50 bucks. It's really, like, there was a time when I was on top of everything. And then when you age out of being on top of everything, it's just like. It's crazy. Like, you just can't make sense of anything. I don't think this is an age-out situation when we're talking about people paying $50 for socks from the 90s, okay? I think this is like we've stumbled upon a sub-sub-sub-genre of humanity. Do you know what I mean? I guess so. Don't blame but yourself just, for not knowing that, is what I'm saying. It's vintage. Oh, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you start to no, get older. No, it's depressing as hell, yeah. But not just depressing, just like completely confusing like even on uh, the internet the other day i see this thing like this is for you're too young to be a millennial but then you weren't into this gen z thing starter pack and then uh, just a bunch of pictures and i'm like holy shit but then also i think a lot about how it's just like obviously you're slightly older than me and so not physically or mentally or spiritually but numerically you're slightly older than me so Around the time you were doing Austin stories is like when I was, uh, you know, pubescent or whatever, up to ramping up to like early thous, right? Late 90s, early thous. Everything that the kids wore, including kids I'm my trying age, to think, wore. Like, if, you were, if you were in Austin, you wouldn't even have been old enough to play the goth girl in the goth episode. I could play the child of the goth girl, I guess, because the goth girl probably got impregnated early. But I was saying, I'm just saying, it's just like, you know. Uh, I, when I was younger, which is late 90s, fashion was awful. Everybody was dressed like shit, listening to shit. I didn't like it at the time, and now it's back. Yeah. But just to think, there's just like, if I had like, you know, just gone to any everything. random head shop, like in fucking Salinas, California, the head shop in the mall in Salinas, and just like bought all their dumbass corn shirts or whatever. I know. I could be able to buy a house right now. That's happened so many times, you know, even with like the cassettes, if I just bought Ready to Die sealed. Yeah. On cassette. Kept it sealed. So then what happens is I start to go, well, what is all around now? 
mm-hmm. that I will be able to sell. Mm-hmm. That's the way I That's read That's what it. I'm saying. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I've got... I got like, real hoard f- something now that's new. Hoard it. Make a make a bet. Yeah. It's not... I mean, if you got the room, fuck it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, like, hedge your bets... Get a, get a nice poo-poo platter of just everything that fucking sucks right now. Put it in the garage. And pick stuff that's small so it doesn't take up room for 20 years. Yep. And then just, uh, yeah. Just see what happens. Lay I'm telling you, like, maybe even if it's one out of 100, like I decided to keep all my source magazines, but I also kept all these other magazines. Turns out, no. You know. Source the is the one that popped, That one yeah. goes for 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like a... It's penny stocks, basically, just betting on, just, you know, buying a dollar's worth of some shit stock to see if it goes Exactly. Way and higher. you also, you never know who's going to die and become a legend. I sold an Aaliyah, mag- like a magazine with Aaliyah on the cover of it. I don't yeah. remember what kind of magazine. I think it was like an ID magazine. But it was an Aaliyah. She was the on the cover. There's an interview with her. And I sold it for 50 bucks the other day. That's you profiting off misery. Kaboom. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. It's a tough hey, uh, job, but somebody's got to do it. So many of these to me. Mm-hmm. I thought I would spread some cheer to you. This is a gift, but it won't be for you. This the is a fuck? gift for your favorite guy, Rodzilla. And <laughs> we, we wish you a Merry Christmas. It's Dale Earnhardt mini. Mini. <laughs> mini uh, Christmas stockings. stockings. Beautiful stuff. Look at that. Think uh, how much favor you're going to curry with those. Well, I would say probably with the Dale, but not Dale Earnhardt Jr. Why? They don't like him because he's a libtard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? He got too into showbiz. They convinced him? He's probably been corrupt. Yeah, corrupted by the uh, the cabal, Wait, I love it. the so liberal like, cabal that three, runs Hollywood. Three is a legend. He'll be a legend forever. Eight is a libtard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe wow. he, yeah. But uh, last time I checked, he was a libtard, and they didn't like him as a result. How about this? Last time I checked... How good would you ever be in NASCAR if you couldn't turn to the left? I'm pointing at Kramer. Boom. He's making a point. His I mean, eyes I got should huge. open for the uh, Blue Collar Comedy Tour <laughs> with a joke that strong. <laughs> it was, man, speaking oh, of Rodzilla, my grandma had a... She got a great one in on Rodzilla when I was back there. Uh, Rodzilla comes into the kitchen... He's wearing a he's wearing a fuck Biden hat, right? What the fuck for? What who, do you mean? What the fuck for? Like who is he convincing in the kitchen? That's a great question, uh, and I don't think we'll ever find an answer. Hey, the eggs are are with you. The eggs hate Biden too. So he walks in the house. He's wearing a fuck. He's also wearing a uh, fuck fuck Biden shirt, by the way, hat and shirt combo. In case you didn't get the message, he walks in wearing a fuck Biden hat. My grandma says. Oh, what's wrong? You don't like him no more? <laughs> That's good. Kaboom. Does she uh, approve of that marriage, or did she think it was a stupid move? Uh, I, uh, no, no, I don't, I, uh, no. Does your mom have a sister? Yeah, she does. That's who you get to, one day just, I'm telling you, one day. What's up? Just fucking smoke a J and just break rank and call your mom's sister. She will give you the scoop on everything. (laughs) Your parents just, there's no oversight committee with your parents. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't pay your taxes, you'll get audited by the IRS. Mm -hmm. 
if there's any part of parenting you don't do or don't ever think of, doesn't occur to you, you don't accomplish it or whatever, there's no oversight committee. You you still just think you did a great job, right? And you still carry on like as a tax paying citizen. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You'll never get the. You can't get any kind of objective story straight from the horse's ass. Yeah, you, you gotta get you gotta go get to the, the checks sibling. and balances. Is the, is the sibling younger than your mom? Yeah, my mother's the oldest. Jackpot. That's the way to go. I'm gonna talk to you off air. There's a whole psychology between <laughs> older and young. I feel like it is a a big thing about your parents. If your parents is the youngest and you're the youngest, there'll be a natural simpatico. Mm. If you're the youngest and your parents were the oldest, they're never they're never gonna see it. They're never gonna figure. It's a whole different thing. They're attached. They're within the parents. They're making it work. Then the younger one is the one who watches and does it different. It's not a not with the program. It's a whole thing. I could, and maybe one day will do a longer make a TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Maybe I a could make a whole TikTok. TikTok about it. Bring it to my stand-up. Speaking of, if anyone's in the Los Angeles area, the Kramer's doing the show I host every Monday. Loose. That's right. Come on out this Monday at Little Joy on beautiful Sunset Boulevard in That's Echo right. Park, California. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna do what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Test them, fast them, baste them, taste them. 8 p.m. Monday, December, whatever the fuck that is. Come out. All Come right, out. let's get your commitment on tape. My commitment. I'm taking these DVs. Oh, or um, I'll, let I'll me... be honest with you about what might sell. Okay, yeah, if you could do that. And I'll then you could di- I'll you. give you all everything that won't sell. I think probably only 25% if that in that whole fucking box will sell. <laughs> He's just picked up a what is it called like Shell's White yeah, World this is of like Golf Shell's DVD. Wild, like Shell Gas. Shell Oil. Like that they like they were a entertainment label at one point. <laughs> Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. Nicholas versus Sneed. Yeah, I think it's just one golf game from like 1987 or some shit. Yeah, this is crud. I mean, you could look up each individual one, but... But who has the time? Yeah. Oh, look at this. It's just like a advanced digital audio training. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, we, have, we got case to pop. We could do it off air. But... Um, Why don't we just end with a case pop? All right. When you, okay, when you came in the place, I was going to, I guess I can call it Megan Ranch. That's what you call it. I'll rephrase it it for you. Walked in the house. (laughs) When you walked in the house earlier, you told me to close my eyes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. What did you not want me to see? Oh, yeah. Great call. Did you bring something for me? I'm glad you said that because I would have left that here by mistake. (laughs) Uh, This is just a show and tell. Oh, you okay? You wanted me to close my eyes so I didn't see something really cool you owned. I'm bringing it in as a show and tell, but I didn't want you to see it before the show. Okay. What the fuck are these? That's a great question. I actually don't know what those are. He's picked up a pile of like little. I think they're insulators, but I don't know for what. It's something I bought on auction. No, you can't open it. I don't know what they are, but they do sell. He's just digging. 
You can have that. That's unsellable. That was from Emily. 85. An baby. 85 issue of Playboy. Let me see if I can just pop open the centerfold and tell you her name. Okay. He's popped it open. My He's guess looking. is that's Penny Loving. His guess is that the centerfold is Penny Loving. Nope. Cynthia Brimhall. It's, it's actually Cynthia Brimhall. I'm so sorry that's if you were playing along. By the way, folks, if you ever come across a bunch of old Playboys, keep walking. That shit doesn't sell for anything. They made so fucking many of them. Even the ones my dad had stacked in his single guy apartment. <laughs> Especially those. Playboy's one of my earliest influences. <laughs> Hustler's mine. My father's really into Hustler. Wow! There it is. It's the Dave's Killer Bread sign. How about that? Straight from the... Uh, it's good, right? Look yeah, it. I mean, wait. Solid. He's wiggling it. Yep, that's I mean, yeah, that's a that's a quality solid stuff. That's a quality thing. I love that they also put that it's organic and non-GMO on the sign itself. You should. <laughs> All right, go green. Can you hold the mic? Still can. Where's my phone? Why would you ask me that question? Because you're usually better at finding it. Mm. It's couldn't have gone far, Kramer. I fell over here. Okay. Almost knocked over a plant. We're back. All right. Should we pop case on this Everybody Loves Raymond? We absolutely should, yeah. <laughs> it's sealed. Can't pop case on a sealed. Why not? Like, uh, it'll be a curse or something? TikTok should just not have ads. Hey, if anyone here works at TikTok, according to Kramer, get it together, man. Where'd you put... Oh, the disc? You're sitting on it. There it is. Okay. You're soaking in it. This is actually 50 years. uh, Fuck. (laughs) Okay, this this premiered 50 years ago, like a couple days ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Happy anniversary. Here we go. Poppin' Case. Brian song. James Kahn. Billy D. Williams, this was a poignant show. Will there be poignant picture disc? Let's find out. Pop! Woo! Happy anniversary. <laughs> I don't think it caught the happy anniversary, but... All right, can you do the business? Yeah, okay. I'll just pause here. Case popped. Case popped. Nice. Oh, I, for, I was going to do, and you can tell everybody... This is Brian's song. <laughs> and what a way to end this yeah. episode. Just check out haveasummer.com slash shop. Pick one of those stories DVD. It's the holiday season. There you go. Check Looking out. for a perfect stocking, stocking stuffer? Go to haveasummer.com slash shop. Pick up an awesome stories DVD. There you go. And check out Drop Day Duel and whochartedpod.com. And we will see you right, right here, here next, next week, week on, on Grift I was going to say, I mean, that means right around the bend, I'd say maybe it'll only take 10 more years for uh, them to make a bag of weed that you can open on first try.